Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. If you are visiting us for the first time, I'd like to welcome you. We are a body of imperfect people looking to the perfection of Jesus. We are a body of broken people looking to the wholeness that we find in Jesus. And we are welcoming to all those who are imperfect and broken, and we simply want to love you as we point you to Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, and the ongoing power of the Holy Spirit to live for his glory. We are really glad that you're here. About 19 years ago, 19 years ago, I was at the lowest point of my life. Couldn't go any lower. It was a very dark period. A lot of stuff going on circumstantially. A lot of stuff going on in my, my heart. And there came a point during that time where I was thinking, you know, I'd rather not exist anymore on this earth. And I started thinking about ways that perhaps I could exit this world altogether. And that really scared me. Never had that before. I went to go see a very wise old man and he helped me to process some of the things that were going on inside and, and why I was having these thoughts. And, and he pointed me to the, the saving grace and the healing grace in Jesus. And maybe you're here this morning and you have some of the same thoughts, some of, some of the same struggles, or maybe you're going through a dark period. My last church was primarily college students, and it, over the last few years, I noticed that no time before that the that the depression was ramped up, the anxiety was ramped up, and the darkness was ramped up, and more people were struggling with these suicidal thoughts than ever before. In fact, you probably don't know this, but there's a very popular song named after a suicide hotline, and one, the, one of the artists performed it at a music award show. The, the increase in calls to that hotline tripled but it's not just young people who struggle with these dark thoughts. It can go through all ages and even to this demographic right here. And I want you to know that there is healing grace available to you. And I know you probably don't want to talk to anybody, but I encourage you to talk to people. And for those of you who know people that are going through dark times, to reach out to them. And as I was speaking to this old man, very wise, he told me that what I needed to do would start to correct a lot of my messed up thinking, a lot of the dark thoughts. And he said, one of the ways that you can correct and start to heal some of your messed up thinking is that you need to replace your thoughts with the thoughts of God. And what he started to do is to work with me and walk through the Word of God 
and the truth. And he said, what you need to do is start to replace these thoughts. And the way he wanted me to do that was through something called scripture memory. And so he taught me a certain method to memorize scripture. And I noticed over the time as I met with him, as I dealt with my heart, prayed, that the word of God started permeating in my mind and in my heart. As I started to think God's thoughts after him, there, there was some healing that, that was taking place. And I'm telling you, that has been happening for the last 19 years. And it will continue on. For we are all being sanctified and growing in Jesus and wanting to think more his thoughts after him and become more like Christ. And so after many, many years, by God's grace, I said, I believe this is one of the most important aspects is to know the Word of God. And one of the ways you can know better is memorize the Word of God. And I decided, by God's grace, to, to write a book that we've been talking about called Hidden Within, the 40-day Scripture Memory Project. It's just simply a daily devotion and that you can work through for 40 days. And at the end of the 40 days, you will have memorized 10 verses. And if you think that you cannot do this, I'll tell you what. Here's what we'll do, all right? Money back guarantee. <laughs> all the money goes to the call, so you'll have to go get it back from them. But <laughs> I'm telling you, I just want to encourage you, give it a shot for 40 days and try to memorize the Word of God. It will only take five to 10 minutes a day. It is so easy easy. I really want you to give it a shot as an individual, maybe get an accountability partner, maybe as couples, maybe do it in group. It's, it's just really laid out easily. Now I'm going to tell you what, next Sunday after the service, we're going to have an all church Sunday school in here and I'm going to walk you through the method, which is really, really simple. Walk you through it. We'll do it together and then you'll be set for the next 40 days. But today, I want to give you some motivation. I want to give you some motivation to consider why you should be memorizing the Word of God. As I was meeting with this wise old man, he gave me a, a, a piece of paper, a sheet of it, and it was called The Value of Memorizing Scripture by Francis Cosgrove. The Value of Memorizing Scripture. It was just a small sheet, and, and, it, and it talked about the 16 benefits of filling your mind with God's Word. 16 benefits of filling your mind with God's Word. And well, what I did over the years, I started passing these sheets out. I said, what's some good stuff right here? And I remember passing it out to the congregation, passing it out to a variety of college students. In fact, my, my 21-year-old son is here, I don't know if he remembers this, but I actually went to his fifth grade class and passed it out to his fifth grade class and, and tried to urge these fifth graders to memorize the Word of God. And I thought, well, you know, that sheet contains so much good truth that was so valuable, I've decided I want to cover those 16 benefits here this morning with you. It won't take long. I just want to cover one by one. I've kind of taken some of his ideas, and I've expanded them for your encouragement. So our passage this morning is going to be the Bible. We're going to be all over the Bible, bopping in and out of verses, turning here and there. All you Baptists will love it. We're going to be all over the place. Now, I'm going to put it up on the screen to spare you uh, when I put the scriptures up. But let's, let's go with the 16 benefits of filling your mind with God's word. Number one, increasing faith. Increasing faith. 
You see, as the Word gets in your heart and starts to shape who you are and stretch you, uh, it not only helps you through hard times, but it increases your faith. For example, let's consider Philippians 2, verse 5. Philippians 2, verse 5 says, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Think about this for a second. If you want to think God's thoughts after him, you get in the word, right? And you start to have this attitude developing you, the attitude that was in Christ Jesus. And I know a lot of times we like to talk about worldview training, right? Well, the way you get worldview training is you start to see the world the way Jesus sees the world. And if you want an example, here's one. It comes from Matthew chapter 6. 19 through 21. This is worldview training. Here we go. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Imagine if that truth of Jesus is bopping around in your head, bopping around in your heart, you start to be shaped by his thinking, that's going to increase your faith because you're going to realize, huh, I'm going to give away a lot of what I have for the glory of God and I'm going to store it up in heaven. And Jesus says, I will not lose it, but I'll be able to, right, have a treasure in heaven, right? Imagine that mindset. That mindset comes from having the Word of God permeate you and change you, where you start to think God's thoughts after Him, and your attitude is shaped and increases your faith. Number two, victory over sin. Victory over sin. Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's where I get the title of the book, Hidden Within or we hide God's word in our heart so we might not sin against him. And one of the, the, the benefits of memorizing scripture is that you can fight against sin. Now, when we talk about verses, I don't know if you ever heard of verses being called fighter verses. For example, if I came to your house, not all of you, but some of you, and I said, show me your weapons, you would be very excited. <laughs> some of you. You would take me and you would show me all your arsenal, things I do not even understand what they could possibly do, but you would be excited. Well, I want to show you my arsenal right now. These are my weapons to fight spiritual warfare, the Word of God. And each verse is a fighter verse. And I can just bop through some of these and I can say, huh, I wonder what this one says. John 15, 4. Abide me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. That's a verse right there that basically tells me I can do absolutely nothing on my own. I need to know that because when I get to be self-sufficient and arrogant and proud, I need a verse to fight against that. I can go through lots of these verses. I can say, okay, Proverbs 15.1, what does that say? A gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. Do I find myself more gentle or harsh? How about you? Don't answer that. 
right? Yeah, I need to fight against that. And I can take these weapons, and there's a lot of them, and there's a whole Bible filled with them, and these are fighter verses where you can fight against sin, have this spiritual warfare, and we think, wow, there is a spiritual war going on that we cannot even perceive or understand, and we can fight in our head and our hearts as we think God's thoughts after him. Develop an arsenal. Develop one. The fighter verses where you can deal and have victory over sin. Number three, inner cleansing. You know, having the Word of God running around in your mind and your heart can clean out these unclean thoughts. I don't know about you, but I have a a variety of unclean thoughts that want to bop around in my head and heart on a daily basis that can lead to unclean words and unclean actions. And we think, well, how how can we get rid of these unclean thoughts? And we think, well, we just got to suppress them. No, no, you don't need to suppress them. You need to replace them. Replace the unclean thoughts with the Word of God. Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We can substitute the Word of God for these unclean thoughts and have them kicked out. Fourth benefit, knowing doctrine. Knowing doctrine. Timothy is told by the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 4.16, it says, Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Because if you do, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. As you memorize the Word of God, as you're in the Word of God, it increases your awareness of biblical doctrines. So many times I get freaked out when I hear things, and I just want to be honest with you, sometimes in this church, and I think, you just told me something so heretical. Should we burn you at the stake right now? You want to be careful. You want to say, what, what, what? am I truly believing what the Bible says or am I believing some made-up junk that I saw some whacked-out preacher say on TV? Is it truly the Word of God? And you need to know doctrine. Simply means you need to know the Word of God to think like God. And as you go through this 40-day project, it is organized in doctrines. And if that, 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 that intimidates you too bad, don't, don't let it intimidate you. It's easy. It's 10 topics that you get to spend four days each on, which equals the 40-day project. And some of the topics that you would learn are the heart. What does the Bible say about your heart? The gospel, the Holy Spirit, the word, love, witness, compassion, the church, the future, and glory. As you memorize Scripture, it shapes your doctrine and your worldview as you think God's thoughts after Him. Number five benefit is guidance. Psalm 119.24 Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. I would say the number one reason over the years that a person would go see a pastor is that they're trying to discern the will of God. And there may be some people in here right now, you're trying to decide 
what you should do in a certain situation. You're trying to discern the will of God. And one of the ways, and I think one of the most important ways that you can discern what you should do in your situation is, you ready for this? Obey what you already know. As you obey what you already know, then it will become more and more clear what you should do in a situation that you're unclear of. What I'm saying is that too many times we want to know God's guiding will while ignoring His revealed will. Anybody like that? You want to know God's guiding will when His revealed will is right here and you don't want to pay as much attention to that. But as you start paying more attention to this, His revealed will, He will give you wisdom and discernment and He'll guide you along the way. We want to be people who know and want to know God's will in all of life and it starts right here as He guides us and leads us through His Word by the power of His Spirit. Number six, Memorizing the Word can help us in our prayers. John 15, 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Shall we read that again? If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Now, I'm not picking on anybody right now. I'm not going to pick on you, okay, at all. But if the shoe fits... How's your prayer life? Just be honest. Are you usually just praying for food and travel and that's it? Is that mainly your prayers? I mean, there's nothing wrong with, Lord, thank you for this food. Lord, keep us safe on our travels. But is that the extent of your prayers? As you abide in Jesus and His Word abides in you, your prayer life is going to explode. Because you'll start to pray more and more in line with His will, which bridges out beyond food and travels, which is great to pray for. That's why we want to be in the Word and have in the Word, His Word in us to shape our prayers. Let's keep going. Number seven, Bible study. Bible study. As you memorize the Word, it can help you study the Word of God. You will know more cross-references and able to tie various parts of the Bible together and increase your understanding. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. You understand that? All the Scripture all of God's Word is beneficial, and all of it is beneficial as you study and obey. Number eight, finding passages. Finding passages. This is a struggle of mine. I'm sure it's a struggle of yours that you don't know where stuff's at. You can't find it. But here's the deal. Let's say you're talking to someone, and you're talking about anxiety or worry in your life, and you're like, hey, I know where it talks about worry. And anxiety you're like oh yeah it talks about do not worry in Matthew 6 who tells you not to worry in Matthew 6 that would be Jesus what does it talk about in anxiety oh it, it talks about anxiety in Philippians 4 it says do not be anxious for nothing 
See, it's good to know where these, these things are at for your own heart and as you minister to others. Number nine, meditation. Meditation. Psalm 119.97 Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. For me, this is, this is crucial. Sometimes I can't sleep at night. Okay, most nights I can't sleep at night. And one of the things that helps me while I'm, I'm lying there, and I should be honest with you, I can fall asleep great. I just can't stay asleep great. So I find myself, you're like, how old are you again? <laughs> I'm only 48, but I have hard trouble staying asleep. And I find myself in those wee hours of the night struggling with a lot of, of thoughts and attacks. And I find that memorizing the Word of God during those waking hours, meditating on the Word, brings me comfort through the night and into the day. Memorizing the Word can help us meditate. Number 10, experiencing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses God's Word that you have hidden in your heart to minister to you. Jesus said in John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. You see, the Holy Spirit strengthens and helps you to experience his powerful presence and brings encouragement. How? Through the word of God. Number 11, worship. The word helps you worship. And as the word is hidden in your heart, then you'll worship from your heart that will explode into more worship. Psalm 119, 164. Seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous laws. You think about the word of God permeating our hearts as we come here and the vans up here leading and the choirs up here on Sunday morning. And oftentimes we are singing the word of God. As we sing the Word of God, it's in front of us. And this is an experience that we can carry throughout the rest of the week. As the Word is in us, we worship. Number 12, not wasting time. Many of us have downtime. Maybe you're waiting in line at Walmart or waiting for your prescription at Walgreens. And that's a great place to memorize the word and might even keep you from becoming impatient or angry, or at least it should. And I have found that sometimes in long bike rides are good times to memorize the word of God or out for a walk. These are great times to be in the word, even what may be considered downtime. For example, Romans 12:2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And that's a great passage to think about when you're waiting or trying to discern what to do with your time. Number 13, counseling. As you hide God's Word in your heart, it enables you to better counsel others. It'd be great to say something similar to what Isaiah said in Isaiah 50, verse 4. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. 
And I know that many of you have conversations with people who are struggling. And wouldn't it be great, even if you don't know the reference or the exact phrasing, to be able to speak the truth of God's Word into someone else's troubles and to someone else's pain, that you can have your Bible right here and you're over here interacting with them and you're able to comfort them from the Word of God because the Word of God is in here, is in here, and you're giving it out through your mouth, through your heart to the person. It can enable you to counsel others. Number 14, witnessing. Witnessing. When you memorize the Word, it can enable you to share the Gospel effectively. You can think about the Apostle Peter when he was speaking on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. He quoted the Old Testament words of Joel and David as he spoke to the crowd. And many witnessing opportunities that you're going to have, you're not going to have the Word on you, but you can have the truth of God's Word in you and be able to share the Gospel with others. As Peter says in 1 Peter 3.15, Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Number 15, teaching. For those of you in here who are teachers, you're able to point others to the Word of God when they have questions. It says in 2 Timothy 4.2, preach the Word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with great patience and instruction. For those of you who are teachers, you want to know the Word. And lastly, number 16, testing feelings, thoughts, and attitudes. Testing feelings, thoughts, and attitudes. This comes from Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. What I find is that the Word has this ability to penetrate my heart and get at my thoughts, my feelings, and my attitudes. So if I'm carrying around a bad attitude, the Holy Spirit can utilize the Word to convict me. As I'm feeling overwhelmed by certain feelings, I can find the truth of God's Word to speak what is actually true regardless of how I feel. And it's the Word that exposes you and brings truth so that you can walk with God. Now, as I was meeting with this wise old man, and he was encouraging me to replace my messed up thinking with the Word of God, I found that internally there was something very comforting. I found internally there was something very truth-revealing and eye-opening as I started to walk through the Word with these fighter verses. And I thought, there is no way I want to keep this to myself. It's something I want for everyone to experience, whether you're reading the Word, meditating on the Word, memorizing the Word. I want you to understand that that scripture, and in our context today, scripture memory is crucial for penetrating the darkness and dislodging unwanted thoughts and replacing them with the word of God. And this is not something that is beyond your ability. I know some of you would say, Pastor, I have the worst memory ever. That's okay. That's okay. 
Let me encourage you to memorize the word. Give it a shot. It doesn't have to come out just right or stay in just right. The idea is just to keep at it. Getting in the Word, memorizing the Word. And what we're talking about is only five to ten minutes a day to get the ball rolling. And, and for those of you who are really tech savvy, there is actually an app that goes along with the book that you can follow on your smartphone so that you can memorize the Word on your phone anytime. And there's some daily devotionals that are going to encourage you every day to dive deep into God's Word. And so I'm not going to have you raise your hand or to sign a card that you're going to commit to this, but I really want you to commit 40 days. All I ask, get in the Word and get the Word in you and watch and see as the Holy Spirit starts to transform your thinking in a variety of ways. But here is a big thing I don't want you to forget. Do not disconnect memorizing the Word from your relationship with God. It's not simply a program. It's something exists so you can walk with God and know God, know your Father through Jesus Christ as you are getting, once again, in the Word and getting the Word in you. One of the greatest commitments we can make in the new year is to know the Word more. And I believe one of the best things we can do to launch into the new year is not only know the word more, but also remember the living word. The word, Jesus Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way guided by God's Word.